0: Evidence from other countries suggests that psychotic disorders such as schizophrenia are two to three times more common among immigrants than among the general population of their host country. Canada receives about a quarter of a million immigrants and refugees each year. How do our rates compare? I'm Dr. Kirsten Patrick, Deputy Editor for CMAJ, and today I'm speaking with Dr. Kelly Anderson, Epidemiologist and Assistant Professor of Epidemiology and Biostatistics at Western University. In a research article published in CMAJ, Dr. Anderson and colleagues sought to examine the incidence of schizophrenia and schizoaffective disorder for first-generation immigrants in Ontario relative to the general population. Hi, Dr. Anderson. Thank you for joining us. Hi, Kristen. It's great to have you with us today. Very interesting study. I've been looking at your paper, and I see that there's been a lot of epidemiological evidence accumulated in other countries, looking at this question of the rates of psychotic illness among immigrant populations. And it seems that the act of um, migration itself might be playing a role in the incidence of psychotic behaviors. So can you help us to understand what the evidence has suggested in other countries?
1: Well, this association between migration and psychotic disorders, such as schizophrenia, was first described back in the 1930s. It was noticed that Norwegian migrants who were living in Minnesota had higher admission rates for psychotic disorder compared to both the non-migrant population of Minnesota and to the Norwegian population who were living in Norway. Now, since that time, there have been numerous studies that have been done around the world looking at the risk of psychotic disorders among migrant groups. These studies have found that the level of risk depends both on the circumstances from which people leave, as well as the context to which they migrate. Now, meta-analysis has been done of these studies, and this analysis suggests that overall migrant groups seem to be at a two- to three-fold greater risk of developing psychosis compared to the population in the country that they migrate to. These meta-analyses have also found that there's a higher risk of psychotic disorder among children of migrants. So what these findings are telling us is that there seems to be something about the migratory or post-migration experience that is playing a role in the etiology of psychotic disorders. However, we have much less evidence available on the actual social factors that are responsible for this higher risk among
0: certain migrant groups. So that's really interesting that there's a second-generation effect too. But in your study, I think you're looking only at first-generation immigrants and refugees. And Canada gets about 250,000 immigrants and refugees each year. So what do we know about the current situation in Canada?
1: Well, we actually know very little about the risk of psychotic disorder among migrants to Canada. So until our study came along, we did not have very good contemporary data on the risk of psychotic disorder among migrants to see whether this association that we see in other countries also applies here in Canada. A recent review article estimated that the prevalence of schizophrenia in Canada ranged from about 2 per thousand to as high as 15 per thousand. This is higher than what we see in other countries, and it does appear to be increasing over time. It's been suggested that because migrant groups uh, have a higher risk of psychotic disorder, and because Canada has a very large and increasing migrant population, that this could be one potential reason for the higher prevalence estimates that we're seeing.
0: Fifteen per thousand is a very high incidence indeed, but I, I didn't realize that it was so high in some populations in Canada. Your study appears to be one of the largest of its kind to date. What did you look at exactly? Well, we were interested in learning
1: more about the risk of psychotic disorder among migrants from different countries who come to Canada. We obtained data from the Institute for Clinical Evaluative Sciences, also known as ISIS. ISIS data consists of all physician billings, hospitalizations, and emergency department visits that occur in the province of Ontario. This data allowed us to create a cohort of about 4 million people, and we followed them for a 10-year period to estimate the incidence of psychotic disorders. We also had access to data from Citizenship and Immigration Canada, and this allowed us to identify which people in our cohort were migrants, as well as what country they were born in and whether they had refugee status. We then compared the risk of psychotic disorder for immigrants and refugees from various countries around the world to the risk that we see in the general population here in Ontario. And what are your key findings? Well, we found that immigrants from the Caribbean, as well as refugees from East Africa and South Asia, had a higher risk of psychotic disorder compared to the general population of Ontario. And that risk was about one and a half to two times higher. We also found that immigrants from Northern Europe, Southern Europe, and East Asia had about half the risk of psychotic disorder compared to the general
0: population. That's an interesting new finding, the half the risk of the general population. Is that new?
1: Well, there have been other studies that have been done that have found risk that is comparable to the general population among migrants. To my knowledge, very few studies have reported a lower risk among certain migrant groups. So we were also interested in knowing whether particular socio-demographic factors were predictive of psychotic disorder among migrants specifically. So we found that refugees had about a 25% greater risk of psychotic disorder compared to immigrants. We also found that neighborhood level income acted as a protective factor. So migrants who were living in the wealthiest neighborhoods in the province had the lowest risk of psychotic disorder.
0: For any physicians who are listening, how could we integrate this into daily practice? What would we be thinking of if a patient presented to us with symptoms of psychosis and they were perhaps of migrant origin?
1: So firstly, I think it's important to note that migration is not a risk factor for all migrant groups, and our findings help to identify specific populations who are at risk. There are many risk factors for psychotic disorder, and it may be prudent for physicians to advise patients from particular migrant groups to decrease their exposures to other risk factors, such as cannabis use, especially when there is a family history of psychosis. Secondly, I think that our findings serve as a good reminder to consider the complete picture when dealing with patients from diverse ethnic backgrounds. It is important to get a detailed history of pre-migration risk factors, particularly experiences of trauma as well as a sense of the person's current social situation. Other studies have found that post-migration conditions have a very strong influence on mental health outcomes among refugees, and facilitating access to housing and employment resources may help to mitigate some of the effects of pre-migration stressors. And finally, the fact that the risk is not equal across all immigrant groups also has important implications for public health and policy. If we can begin to understand why some groups have a higher risk of psychotic disorder, whereas others are protected, we may be able to develop
0: and target interventions and services to people who are at highest risk. You suggested too that there was a role to play in the factors that immigrants had immigrated from. So for example, if they'd experienced trauma or violent circumstances in their country of origin. What's the relationship between country of origin circumstances and circumstances which relate to immigration into the host country?
1: There was a really interesting study that was done looking at um, migration of Jewish people after the Second World War. And they found that when Jewish people who, who left European countries and migrated back to Israel that these people did not have a higher risk of psychotic disorder that we would expect among migrant groups. The reason being that they had gone from being social and religious minorities in their country of origin to being back into the, the majority when they returned to Israel. So there's some some interesting prior studies that have, have shown that the association between migration and psychotic disorder may not be as straightforward as just saying that they're at higher risk. We need to consider both um, pre-migration factors as well as the circumstances that they come
0: into in their new country. This is really enlightening new data. Thank you for sharing your research with us and for talking through it with us. Oh, thank you for having me. I've been speaking to Dr. Kelly Anderson, epidemiologist and assistant professor of epidemiology and biostatistics at Western University. To read the research article she co-authored, visit cmaj.ca.